Okay, so. But isn't the oven on? The oven is on. Welcome to Mom DeLorean. I'm your host, Gina Marcello, and I'm here with my son, Scott. And this is our very first pod- podcast. Um, I want to tell you a little bit about myself, and then I want to tell you, and Scott and I will tell you about ourselves, and why we've decided to do a podcast about the Mandalorian specifically. So I am an associate professor of communication and media studies. I'm very interdisciplinary in my studies. And my son, Scott, you want to tell everyone about yourself, how old you are? I am a 19-year-old sophomore in college going to become a dentist. I love Star Wars, and I'm her son. Yes, you are my son. Yes. So what I want to talk about on this podcast is – our love of Star Wars, the entire Star Wars universe, and how we've used Star Wars as a way to bond. And we've been watching Star Wars since you've been five. You don't remember, but I fully remember. The very first time that we watched the original Star Wars, we watched together. And then over the years, how many times would you say we've watched Star Wars? Many times. More than ten for each Specific movie, I'd say. Yes. So we've done them in order. Yeah. And then why don't you tell everyone the order of the Star Wars movies? And then where Mandalorian fits in the universe. Because I think that's important. Because there's a lot of moms out there that have absolutely no idea about Star Wars or Mandalorian. So this is sort of for those moms out there that have sons, great sons like I do, or even daughters who might be interested in watching Star Wars and... Having time together with your child. What was your question? <laughs> um, what are the orders of the Star Wars films? Oh, so you have the original trilogy, which is four, five, and six, which is regarded as episode four, five, and six, which gets confusing now because we actually have series, which we say, oh, episode one of Mandalorian, but it gets confusing now. But so that's episode four, five, and six, regarded as the original trilogy, and then you have the prequels, which is one, two, and three which are sequentially in timeline before the originals is why they're prequels. And the original is one, the one that they Yeah, that's with Luke and Darth Vader and Leia and Han Solo. And then the prequels is with Anakin becoming Darth Vader. And then after that are the sequels, which people don't like, which is seven, eight, nine with Ray. I don't know. It's just new. People don't like new things. (laughs) It was a big thing with the, it's like known as like clashing of directors because Seven and nine had the same directors, but eight had a different director. They changed, so like they had different ideas. That ah, it doesn't really matter. But so it does matter. in terms that's of that's what we're here. We're here well, to in, talk about. Mandalorian. Well, no, no. But I'm saying in terms of Mandalorian, okay. that takes place between seven and six, which I think it's five years after Episode Six. And for, for those who forget, Episode Six is with Luke defeating Darth Vader while overcoming the struggles, and Darth Vader taking his mask off, and then them blowing up the second Death Star. And then the Empire falling. And you're in the the post-Empire kind of saga. And that's how we start Mandalorian. Yeah, five years after. Now, I remember, so Mandalorian came out when you were in high school, not that long ago. Yeah, 2019, I think. I think it was 2019. And we, would, we were watching every week when it came out. Mm-hmm. We were very excited. So in this podcast, we're going to talk about episode one and two. Now, the reason why I asked Scott to do this podcast with me was really because, um, one, I love him and I miss him being away at school. Sorry, I'm your mom. 
Um, and I'm a single parent, so Scott and I have been kind of on our own since Scott's been little. In fact, when I finished my PhD, Scott was five. Yes. Remember? I know I was five, <laughs> and that is when I first watched Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, it must have been that year. It's so. Fun. One of the reasons why I started watching Star Wars with him is because when I was a graduate student at Rutgers University, my area of study is uh, really media literacy, we learned about a concept called co-viewing. And co-viewing is when you watch media with your child um, and kind of talk about it. So I thought, oh, what a great thing to do. Let's co-view something with Scott. And it kind of grew into this lifelong um, journey. We've been to Comic-Con almost every single year since you've been nine. Yes, with the exception, obviously, of COVID and like here, here and there. But yeah, we've been a lot. We've been a lot. Do you remember when we first went and I made you walk away? I do. We walked all across Manhattan. It's okay. I do remember that. I am so sorry. I was very short and I had very tiny legs. So it took a lot of energy for me to do that. You were such a good sport. It's okay. I still enjoyed it. It was still still memorable. And we dressed up. Yes, we did. We did. We we dressed up. So different years we went as different things. And uh, it's been a really great way for us to bond, but also to share our love of popular culture. And the, the Star Wars stories, and in particular Mandalorian, um, I really love Mandalorian. It is, I guess some people consider it to be a space uh, western. Have you heard that term? No, I have not, but it's very true. It is very space <laughs> oh, westerny. Why is it space westerny? Because like Mandalorian is very similar to that of like a lone cowboy you know, he's got like this ado- adoptive son. He's out and against the world. Him and just him and the little guy. The little guy. Which everyone. in the beginning of the series, we don't know the little guy's name. We don't even know who the asset is in episode one. It's true. So we do at the end of the episode. We do. But but we were very excited for Mandalorian because it was this extension on the Mandalorian people and the lore of Mandalore. So tell the listeners, or tell me really, because I'm the one writing this paper. Um, about the Mandalorian. What's special about Mandalorian as a people? Describe Mandalorian. Uh, I couldn't really tell you. I mean, they're just like a, they're well, like a group of cult-ish kind of people. I mean, I don't know if that's, that's okay. the right way to that's say. Your but there's like, you're allowed to say yeah, there's you like want. um, kind of the New Age Mandalorians, which were less culty in my opinion, where they're very like just new, and they just are more so about very big sense of family and like togetherness and like we're in this together no matter what but the old people were very strict about like you can't take off the helmet you can't and that's that's shown throughout the series a lot yeah yeah but coming in like the mandalorian that we know is really boba fett but he's not a mandalorian now no he just has a he so boba fett's not a mandalorian he wears mandalorian armor okay who is Originally, his father's Jango Fett's. And tell everyone And Jango Fett was gifted this Mandalorian armor from the Mandalorians because he did a lot of, I think it was favors for them. Yes. And they just really liked him as a bounty hunter, so they gave him a set of armor. Right. Which is made of Beskar. And Beskar is a metal. Uh, which is a metal impervi- in- impenetrable to lightsabers and blasters, which is very big in the Star Wars universe because no other metal has this property. Except for Beskar. Except for Beskar, yes. Right. So Mandalorians wear Beskar armor. Yes. 
and we begin the Mandalorian series. So we're just going to talk about episode one and two. And as I mentioned earlier, I don't even know if I did. We're going to just focus on, we're going to talk about the entire Mandalorian series, but I am particularly interested in the women of the Mandalorian series. There's not a lot of them. Um, and I'm going to talk about that. And Scotty's going to give me his opinion on that. But we open up um, season one, episode one, with the Mandalorian on a planet we have no idea where he is. And all we see is the uh, the tracking fob. Mm. And he goes to get one of his bounty because the Mandalorians are bounty hunters. Yes, in trade. Most of them are. Those who don't stay with like the Mandalorians, because not all of them obviously are bounty hunters, but the ones that go out are normally bounty hunters because they're equipped for it. Mm-hmm. They have, well, they have jetpacks, they have armor, they have rifles, they're combat trained. Jetpacks. Yeah, it's pretty cool. And the helmets. And the helmets, yeah, obviously. So they're combat and, ready. And they're combat ready. So we start um, episode one, and what happens? So the Mandalorian goes, he gets, uh, uh, what's his name? Um, Mithril, who's his first bounty. Mithril. I think that's the race. Oh, I don't know if that's his right, name. Right, that's not his name. You're right. That's and he gets the name. bounty. Yeah, he pulls him in and he says the cool thing where it's like, oh, I'll take you in warm, I'll take you in cold. Yeah, yeah. everyone loves that. <laughs> everyone so quotes awesome. that. Yeah, that's a great quote. And then he gets them. They get on. They get back on his ship and he flies to the planet. To oh, what? yeah. Before that, the, the oh. other notable thing is like Mandalorian's constant hatred of droids. And ah. like he always... Because when they're about to leave, the taxi service or whatever yes. tries to give him a, a newer taxi with a droid. Right. Um, and he goes, oh, I don't like droids. No, please, another one. I can kind of identify with Mandalorian's distrust of droids. Interesting. Why is that? <laughs> I don't know. I just feel like there's way too much technology, even though it's wonderful. There's just a lot of technology. So he doesn't really – he doesn't want the droid because he feels like he could be tracked, I think, for one. Yeah, I think. And then also it's um, theorized that he was thinking ahead because he knows there's this, like, big creature. So he has purposely a human to be used as bait. So when he gets off into the ship, the guy goes, oh, be careful. There's – I forget what he says, whatever it's the monster's called. He's like, oh, there's some monster. And then he drives away and then gets eaten by the monster. The taxi driver. Yeah, the taxi driver. The taxi driver. So clearly, you know, Mandalorian, he tells, shows us right in the beginning, he's really about, he's out for himself. He wants to survive. I mean, we know this about the bounty hunters and the Mm -hmm. Mandalorian. But the Mandalorian have a very interesting code of ethics, I would say, or code of conduct. And what is that? Scott, what would you say that Mandalorian code is? And um, we learn this as the series goes yeah, on. Yeah, I don't even think that they go over this in the first two episodes. All right, they don't go over it. So we'll but let... it's like, just like that, you always hear the quote, like, oh, this is the way. It's just the way that it has been is the way that it always will be. And that's like how the old Mandalorians are right. very ritualistic, very um, traditional. Traditional, yeah, that's the word I'm looking they for. They follow a particular code yes, of Yes, and that's the way it is. That's why their whole... Quote is, this is the way. This is the way. Right. Yeah. So this is the way. So um, so Mandalore, the Mandalorian goes and gets another job. So the yeah. jo- this is a job where there is no, there's no, uh, what do they call it? The, no puck? There's no puck, yeah. Well, originally he asks for a puck, but there was not. There, and there the puck a- is, well, describe what a puck is. 
so it's the, just a puck and then he like clicks the button and it shows the in face 3D. yeah it's a hologram it shows the face of the person and it spins and it says how, how much he's getting for the bounty right so we know like a puck shows you what the person looks yes. like so you, or the the alien but the creature what they look like yeah yes what they look like in order that you can capture them so this particular job there is no puck and there is no chain code right and the chain code tells information about the bounty yeah all he knows is that the asset that he needs to acquire is 50 years old. Well, we haven't even got – well, first he goes to uh, – it's like Grief Karga, I think his name yes, is. Grief Karga. Yeah, and um, – he, He's like the ba- bounty hunter he, boss. Yeah, he's the, he's the, I think he's the head of the guild. Is like The guild is like all the bounty hunters in that area. They kind of go to him to get bounties. Right, but the, and, there are more bounty hunters than just Mandalorian. Yeah, of course, but of the course. Mandalorian are the highest paid of the bounty. They're the hunters. highest paid because they're the highest, like they have the highest success rate. Because obviously the armor, the training, they just right. are on a different level in regard to the best. So he goes to Grief Karga. He tries to get a puck, but there was no high paying bounties for some reason. I think they he said there was a shortage or something. So. He no, sends him he to his. Says, no, what he says to him is people are not willing to pay the price because they don't they don't care if it gets sloppy. Yeah, and he's very he's alive, yes, right? but he's so good that he can afford to not make it sloppy. He's very yes. not even I wouldn't say perfectionist, but he's very particular. Like he does things good. <laughs> he does things. Um, he's a good bounty hunter. Yeah, he's a good bounty hunter, yes. and so he tells him about his friend who he sends him to, and then we learn that he's. Uh, Someone from the Empire, which is a, obviously a big part because the Empire is no longer established or even a thing anymore. And he goes to this room and there are these post-Empire stormtroopers, which right. is... Like, what are they doing there? Yes, Why very... are these stormtroopers here? What's going mm-hmm. on? And then, he, and then what is... Do you remember and what then, he says? No, I don't. But I remember that he gives them the bounty and he's like, he just tells him he's 50 years old and he gives them the tracking fob. And he also says that he's going to pay him oh, yeah, and he, he shows him and he puts on the table... Mm-hmm. A, what do you call it? Of Beskar. A, yeah. what would you call it? It's like that? a tablet. He gives him a little tablet of, Vesk, of Beskar, which is the metal. Which is the metal and how he pays him. So yeah, he, he gives, gives him a down him. payment. He gives him a down payment. So this is like, uh, like imagine a bar of gold. It was a bar of, of Beskar, right? Yeah. And he gives it to him. And, and he says to him, you know, I'm going to pay you in Beskar. I have a lot more of it. And clearly the only way that they, he was able to acquire this Beskar was because of why. Um, well, he probably didn't even have it. It was the empires because they had, they briefly go over it where it was the, they had like a purge essentially where they okay. destroyed all of Mandalore and yes. took all their stuff because obviously the they killed empire, the Mandalorians yeah, they, they killed the Mandalorians, the take all the best car. Yeah. Yes. And this happened during the purge. Yeah. So he, he, he says to him, he says to him, it is good to repair the natural order of things after a period of such disarray. Yes. So I thought that was interesting mm. that here he is. He's giving him the job to go get the asset, which is we know when people refer to the asset as Baby Yoda, mm-hmm. which we come to find out later, not yet, that is his Grogu. Um, and it's interesting that he says that. So he wants him to have the best scar so that he can bring it back to his clan, back to his people, because that's where it's supposed to belong with his people. Now, he leaves there, and in about 18 minutes and 47 seconds into episode one, do you remember where he goes? This is significant. I know where he goes. Where does he, he go? He goes to the armorer. He goes to the armorer. And this is the first woman 
that we see in the Mandalorian series. It is in episode one, season one, 18 minutes, I think 40 something seconds in. But and she is located. Let's describe where do you remember the scene? He walks it's like downstairs. Underground. There's children that are running. They're yeah. not in armor, the children. But there are other adults that are in armor. It's I believe they're called foundlings. They're called foundlings, yeah. right? And we come to find out in this particular episode that Mandalorian was a foundling. Do you mm. want to describe what a foundling is? A foundling is just basically someone who gets adopted by the Mandalorian people. They aren't like taken or anything. They just are like their parents are lost. They're, they have their orphans, essentially. They're orphans. They're yeah. orphans. And they get taken up by the Mandalorian tribe. Yep. So... He goes to he we see a door we see a seal on top of a door the door opens we see flames as is an iron worker because mm-hmm. the armorer does what Scott? makes armor makes armor the armorer the armor it makes armor and the armorer for all intents and purposes I think and you can disagree with me is sort of the head of the this particular part of the Mandalorian clan. Yeah, we don't really um know that yet in right. terms of like episode, but like as the series goes on it makes it very clear that this Mandalorian is like kind of holding together the culture and is making it the way it's used to be with like this is the way the and armor. The armor, yes, yeah. is like very caregiver like like is the person who's taking care of all the Mandalorians is like kind of the head honcho at Be- the moment. Because what? Because it, well, let's listen to a, a scene from. Let's listen to the conversation. It's very short. We're gonna take a mis- li- second right now, and we're gonna listen. Nice money shot of the Mandalorian symbol as it pans down to the armor working on something. To be assumed. Currency. Beskar and some currency. So right here, all right, so they have that interaction. What do you, can you tell me about the armor in just those couple of sentences? Your take. In just those couple of, in just those couple of yeah, seconds? I don't know if you noticed, but when he first walks in, he takes a kneel. 
And then he waits for the armor to finish doing, almost like he's giving her respect, like, I know I'm entering into your place. And then she walks over after she's done messing with her armor, plating, whatever it is. He nods, and then she nods, showing that, like, she accepts him being there, and then sits down. He places the money, and then the Beskar, and then they exchange, like, greetings, and then they say, oh, I think uh, a pal pauldrons in order whatever it is it's the shoulder thing I it's believe. the shoulder but she asks him something else oh i do not i just watched it oh you don't what remember was it? it was the signet oh yeah no she asked if well no she asked if she think she said i think uh pauldrons in order and has your signet been revealed yet which obviously hasn't yet but will be later you're looking at me like you want what <laughs> no so well, this is like a, a, a sweet conversation, right, so far. So he, he's coming to her. He brings mm -hmm. the Beskar. She's like, okay, you need – she looks at what he's wearing, I'm assuming. He, yes. he He only has the Beskar helmet, and I think he has one leg at this point that's I, covered yeah. in Beskar. I think so. Yeah. So she's going to make him a shoulder, a shoulder thing and then asks him about the signet. Now, this becomes very significant later in the series, but, yes. we'll, but we'll wait. So, And then what happens? Hold on. Let's watch. Let's see what happens. So. that right there mm -hmm. she says to him this is very generous it will sponsor many foundlings yes he says i was a foundling and then she says i know and then we go into a flashback series of him when he was little but here's the thing that i found very significant even though the mandalorian is really kind of out for himself as and as a bounty hunter He's thinking about the other Mandalorians and specifically thinking about the Mandalorian children, mm -hmm. the foundlings, the other orphans. Yes. He wants to help them. He wants to obviously give them armor because... But he doesn't have to do that. Well, no, but that's that's a part of their whole culture is they're very family-oriented, very tribal. Like, they're very... That's what they do. This is the way. That's what they do. And that's, he just, he acknowledges that. I mean, like, oh, I was a foundling once. Someone had to have donated this to me. Ah, so that's very significant. Now, do you, when you see this interaction with the armor and the Mandalorian, do you think she's warm to him, cold to him, indifferent to him? Just kind of like, we're here to do some business, get on your way. What is your impression um, of this very short exchange? I think it's a very big mix. I think as a person in general, you can kind of get that the armor is very cold. And just like, this is the way it is, like, do, 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 just will rattle off, you know, commands is just like the head honcho, but you could tell it does definitely have a soft spot for Mandalorian, the Mandalorian that we're following during the series. Um, and the fact that she knows him, yeah. right? He goes, I was a foundling, and she says, I know. I know. Yeah. So she knows him. She knows him. Um, 
Now, this is the first woman we see, and then we don't see another woman again in the series until episode three. We should say, like, main cast woman well, because... Well, no, I mean, well, I mean, background you don't know figures the that background, don't have any Yeah, that well, have any yeah that's what I'm saying. Lines. And we can't tell with aliens, you know... But right. like any terms the, the of the gender main, identity of an alien is not always. But yes, with clear. the main characters, that is definitely as far as it goes until episode three. Right until episode three. So th- the way that this particular um, episode ends, do you remember how it ends? I mean, we're not even at the place yet, but yeah, of course I remember how it ends. So ha- what happens after this? Do you remember what happens after this? I believe he leaves to go get the to go get the kid. He go- he takes the fra- the tracking fob. He takes the tracking fob and goes tracks him to. To, um, I don't remember what the planet's name is. doesn't matter. And then he meets uh, an Ugnaught. I forget the Ugnaught's name. And it's like Quill, right? Yes, that's it. And that's who said it. And, the, and Quill is like trying to help him because, oh, what happens is I remember. He lands and then two Blurgs yes, that's come it. and attack him. She's laughing because I was like, I don't remember what these things are called. And she watched it like the episode three times recently. So, of course, she remembers they're called Blurgs. It's a very strange name. I mean, it's Star Wars. And so he gets attacked and Oh, the Quill- best part about the Blurgs is Blurgs. These particular Blurgs are female Blurgs. Yes. The males get eaten during the sale. Well, that's the joke that Cruel made. They, they're eaten during mating. Yeah. So actually, there is a, not to correct you, but there are females in the series. But not female. <laughs> well, it's a blur. Oh, oh, what they're oh, they're less than you because they're blurs. No. Okay, I understand. <laughs> no, so he gets attacked by the blurs. Quill, Quill saves him. Yes. Um, by shooting like a a shock dart at him, and Manda Lawrence like, oh, however, can I repay you? And he's like, oh, I only take half, because oh, I no, I skipped the whole part where he's like. Telling him that he needs help to go get the, the bounty because so many people come through this land to try to, to. They're trying to take the asset. They're trying to get the asset, but it causes so much destruction. All these bounty hunters that are there. There are tons of bounty hunters, and they're not Mandalorians necessarily. No, no, they're, they're just bounty all hunters. different types of bounty of hunters. So there's a lot of uh, riffraff. A lot of riffraff, yes. yes. And he decides to help Mandalorian because he says he's never seen a Mandalorian. He says, "Oh, I've only seen the, I've only heard of the legends." I've heard the legends, so. Yeah. The Mandalorian, there is a whole um, story and a uh, – what's the word I'm looking for? I don't want to say legend. What's another word for legend? Uh, myth. There's a whole Fairy mythology. There's a whole mythology around Mandalorians yes. within the universe itself mm-hmm. for the other characters. Of course. They're, they're highly regarded. They're like – it's like in medieval times. They're like the knights and like the, the higher-ups like – it's like you would – you see a knight, you're like, oh, my God, that's so cool. I mean, obviously, we're not in medieval times anymore, but that's – Well, I mean, in the Star Wars In universe. the Star Wars universe, yeah. Because especially now in this current, like, um, time that we're in, in the Star Wars universe, yeah, there's no Mandalorians. They're all almost – they're practically because extinct after the Purge. Right. They're all practically so extinct. So it's even more rare now. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So um, – what was your take on episode one and episode two? We're not even done. Well, help me out here. Quickly son. go, quickly go over what else happens. All right, go ahead. Quill helps him. He's like, oh, I'll only take half. And he's like, oh, no, just half of the guys we caught because they, the they caught two Blurgs. And then Mandalorian rides in on one of the Blurgs after a very long 
series he goes, of he doesn't want to a do montage it. of you him know, trying to ride the blurg. He a little whiny to me when he was like getting thrown off the blurgs. And he's like, I don't want to do this. Don't well, he's above a- this. He's above this. He's done so many more cooler things. He doesn't want to be this guy trying to ride this stupid blurg, you know. And they're kind of weird looking. Yeah, I mean. And then he rides in. And he sees that it's currently – the acid's currently trying to be taken. Like someone's coming to take the acid, another bounty hunter. It's an IG unit, a droid nonetheless yes, that – an IG we, unit. Yes, so now, IG-11 so yeah, I think. So an IG yes, – yes, an IG he, – and he says to the IG unit, right? So the IG unit has the tracking fob. Yes, another and, tracking and, fob. And he was sent by – The guild as well I believe. The guild, right. So, But the, now there's two of them going yes. after this asset. Correct. And the IG unit says to him, I – eventually – they shoot their way through mm-hmm. and they start working together. The thing that was really funny is the uh, to me, the IG unit kept saying, I need to self-destruct. I need to self-destruct. Yeah, because they kept getting cornered <laughs> and the IG unit isn't allowed to get captured through, I guess, programming. Right. So he needed to self-destruct. So he's sitting right next to Mando and he's like, I need to self-destruct and the bomb pops out of his chest and starts counting down. He's yes. like, no, no, don't, don't. Not yet, not yet. Not yet, not yet. Yeah. Yeah. No, don't do it. Um, Please stop. But yeah, I they get through. Right. And the point I'm guessing you're going to make is how he goes to kill it. Well, okay, so they, they blast their way through. They get the, the tracking fab goes off. The door, they blast through, through the, the door, the through door. the big gun that they wield. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the big gun. And then we see the shell, right? Mm-hmm. And the tracking fab is going beep, 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 beep. It's going crazy at this, this beeping, like floating metal shell, metal right. casing. Anyway, almost. It's almost like an egg, egg like half yeah, an egg. Floating egg, yeah. Okay. And what is, I can't remember exactly what the IG unit's like, we need to terminate. The yes, asset. because it's the easiest way to get it back is to kill the asset. So, but here's the thing that's I think was very touching. So the shell opens. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if I'm exactly correct, but this about what happens. And Mandalorian sees Baby Yoda, which mm-hmm. I know it's not Baby Yoda. It's yeah. Grogu, but we don't know that until much later. Um, and he said he said it was 50 years old. Yes. The asset was 50 years old. And this is clearly a child. Yes. And what does the IG unit the IG say? The IG unit says it's something about how species age at different rates, I believe. Yes, he does. He and said he said species age differently. And then he says, oh, this could live for multiple centuries. Correct. Which we do know as Yoda lives to be, I think, 900. Right. So so, uh, so like 100 years to them could be worth 10 years of a human's life. It could life. be like three or two. It could be 10. Well, because we're assuming that Yoda was like 90. So it's assumed that like 100 years is like 10, kind of. No, there's no – he's not even 10. There's no way. Well, he's the not. Behavior. He's not 10. He's oh, five yeah. because five. he's 50. Oh, so he'd be five. So Every 10 years. started watching Star yes, Wars yes. with me. Oh. How cute. Yes. I love you so much. Okay, sorry. So the IG unit. Pulls out his gun as soon as the thing comes up. Yeah. After they have their whole discussion about how old it is. And is about to shoot it. And you hear a blaster go off. And, and then the IG unit falls to the ground because Mandalorian shot him. Right. Kills. Shows, shows a, a moment Be- of weakness. Because he, he has a he, – no, that, that happens after when he – he reaches out and right, they both but, touch fingers. But the fact that he, he, he saw. Okay, so here's, the, I here's think a complicated thing. What I think is he saw himself in this child, this uh-huh, orphan child. Okay. He saw I'm himself. I'm not about in that, it. but I think you could be correct. I think he saw himself in this orphan child, and that's why he's like, oh, I'm not going to let this thing die. I'm going to return it alive because maybe there's another chance for it. Right. Right, because then we go into season, we go to episode two, yes. which is actually called the child. Which is called the child. Well, now we know he has. A, there's a child. The first right. episode was just so, called the Mandalorian. Right. So he gets, he gets, he gets, Baby Yoda. The child. The child. Grogu, whatever you want to call. It. 
and uh, episode sort of ends. And then he second episode starts, and he's going after the Jawa. No, they're not even there yet. What do you mean uh, they're not even there They're yet? not there yet. They, they start going away. They start leaving. They stop by Quill, I believe. And he's like, oh, this is what all the fuss was about. And then he goes to go get his ship. Okay. And his ship is being torn apart by Jawas. And Jawas are scrappers. They they are just like savage. They're like basically savages of like desert planets. And they take just stuff I apart. savages. D- I would say they are. They I wouldn't call the Jawas savages. All right. Well, you were. They're just, they do their thing. They're they scavengers. Steal, they're, but they're not scavengers. This, is, this was just landed, this ship. It right. wasn't even a, it was like a full, it was one day. <laughs> They pull it apart. They steal droids and stuff, and they have, like, electro- electricity guns. So he sees them pulling apart a ship. Then he whips out his big cycler rifle, and he starts killing these Jawas left and right. They start running away, screaming. They did pack you feel a- bad when the Jawas no. are being killed? No. I did. They were being disintegrated. Why yeah. were they being disintegrated? Poof, poof, poof. He actually he has a different type of blaster called, like, a cycler rifle okay. in Star Wars, like, lore, which immediately evaporates the target instead of just like putting a bullet in them. Okay. But it does take actual ammo as you see him loading, which is not normal for like a blaster. Right. Um, so they start running away into their sand crawler, I think it's called. Uh-huh. Um, big. And he, yeah, it's a sand crawler. It's big metal ship with like a treads. Tank, but bigger. No, massive. It's ginormous. It's and he's like, chasing after them. Right, chasing after them. And Baby Yoda's following him as he's going. And in he's his little, floating. He's yes. floating. Yes. He's floating in his little half egg watching him do this. Climbs up the side. Mandalorian Mandalorian climbs up the side and then gets shot, like shocked by their little shotguns thrown off and then wakes up and is like, oh, dang, what am I going to do? Goes to Quill again. Uh, He's like, oh, what are we going to do? I need a ship. I'm, I'm toast. And they're like, oh, we'll go try to buy it off of them because that's how Jawas work. They steal. Yeah. Barter. They steal your stuff and then you buy it back or barter with them, which is (laughs) a great line of work. So, uh, so yeah, so you've either got that as a job or a bounty hunter. A bounty hunter, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, or the farmer. He was a farmer. Quill was, was a farmer. He was, but a mechanic as well. There's there's many jobs in the Star Wars okay, I think okay. there's more jobs than there is now Okay. in the Star Wars <laughs> okay, world. I would not make but that we'll, case. Okay. Um, so then they go to talk to the Jawas. Mandalorian is very hard exterior. He does not want to negotiate. He's like, this is my stuff. And then, like, he tries to flamethrower them multiple times, tries to shoot them. And, like... The Quill calms him down and is like, oh, no, no, no. This is how they want to do it. And then they finally agree that Mandalorian is to go get this egg that they want. They they all start chanting, the egg, the egg, the egg in Jawa. Bring us the egg. Bring, bring us, us the, the egg, egg. Bring us the egg. Yes. I think, right? I'm not skipping anything. Well, you did miss the one part. I think he said to him, put down your weapon. Yeah, put down your well, he's He's telling Mandalorian to like calm yeah. down. They're not going to like reason he with says, you. He says, I'm Mandalorian. Weapons are part of my religion. Oh, yeah, that, that, yeah that's very funny. Yeah. So bring us the egg, bring us the egg. And he they have to get the egg of a mud horn. Yes, a mud horn. Okay, now this is significant in the relationship between Grogu and Mandalorian. Because, because it's a turning point right here. Yes. We see something special happen. Again, yes. there's no women in this episode, but that's okay. So what? Go ahead. You were on a roll there. I'm sorry. No, it's a. Um. So he goes to the mud horn and he finds it in the cave, and obviously it's a being a mud horn. It's very muddy, and it really it beats Mandalorian to a pulp. Like it it destroys him. He's he's got armor breaking off of him. Everything but like his best car is basically destroyed. All of his weaponry, gadgets, and like finally. 
and like he's trying to take his fur his last stand he pulls a knife out and just like holds it up like puts his head down uh-huh. as it's charging at him and then grogu baby yoda picks up the mudhorn using the force yes to help mandalorian yes <laughs> go ahead <laughs> Yes. What did you- so so he so he so baby uh no so Grogu Wait. with the force raises the mud horn in the air preventing it from actually killing the Mandalorian yes, because it he did it in an act to save Mandalorian he would have killed the yes the it would have would have a hundred percent killed well, Mandalorian I, I wouldn't say hundred percent but most yeah, 100%, likely he would have lost and never gotten the parts back so Grogu steps in raises the mud horn he. Then drops the mud horn, which gives the Mandalorian enough time to come in and, and stab it and stab and it kill and the kill the mud horn. And yes. then go into the cave of the mud horn, get the egg, and come back out. Now, this Correct. is going to be significant later. Yes, of Not course. in this episode, but a couple episodes from here. Yes. They get it back. This killed me. This was so funny to me. He oh, yeah, they get the egg. They get this. All of this. They get this hairy this egg out of the mud. Egg, disgusting, disgusting looking. looking. Yes. And then he brings it back to the Jawa, and what do they do? And they grab it. They go, the egg, the egg. They hold it up. They're shaking it. They put it down, and then they all start putting their hands in it, breaking it open, eating the yolk. Eating the and yolk. Like, all of this I don't know. The They're yolk. savages to me. It was actually They're, very funny. I it was, that it was, was funny, yeah. It was funny. That was great. And then they give him the parts back, and then they spend – and then him and Kuel spend, I think it was a, whatever, a couple days putting his ship back together. It took yep. him a long time. Yeah. Very charitable. Was, of him. It was. And then when Mandalorian's about to take off, he offers Cool a job. He's like, no, I'd rather be here on my planet and be a farmer. It's very much more humble. Thank you for all you've done right. and he, calming it down. Yeah, he, he basically said, like, I've been, you know, working as a slave for someone else for a long time. I want to be free. Yeah. And then he says, I've spoken. He says that a lot. He says that I have spoken. Yes, he does. I love that he says I yes. have spoken. And then rides away on I, his As blurg. your mom, I just want to walk around and be like, I have Spoke. spoken. Clean your room. I have spoken. Make your bed. I have spoken. It doesn't work, though. It doesn't work. <laughs> doesn't sound right. It doesn't sound right? No. Why is that? I don't know. Too demanding. It is? Oh, well, I am your mother. What? No, do you have anything else? I have nothing else. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So, episode one, episode two, do you think it was a good way to kick off the Mandalorian? Uh, Yes. Well, I feel like that they should have either made episode two longer or episode one shorter. I feel like there's a little bit of a a discrepancy in terms of length there. I think they could have taken a little bit off of... In my opinion, I think it would have been much better. I like that they left it on, left it on a, a cliffhanger episode one into episode two, but I feel like there could have been more about them leaving the planet and going. Yeah, they kind of cut out a big chunk yeah. of it. Like you just end up somewhere else. Yeah. yeah. Agreed. Well, we want to thank you for listening to the introductory first podcast of the Mom DeLorean. We're all equal here. I have no idea where this is going to go. I'm really just doing it to spend some time with my son while he's home from college. And uh, I'm working on a research paper over winter break. And it was just a little bit of fun for us to continue to revisit our Mandalorian series, our love of Star Wars. And we hope you'll stay tuned. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Thanks for helping me out, Scott. Of course. All right. Have a great night. Bye.